to most, this may sound like any other tap dancing, but listen closer. What if I told you feet weren't making these sounds? That's Mary Six Rupert, founder of the dance troupe Tap on Tap, an inventor of a new, more accessible kind of dance, hand tapping. She gave me a demonstration at a studio on the Upper West Side. So where's the feet? First, she showed me a traditional tap step. Her Oxford-style tap shoes glided across the floor with the ease of a seasoned veteran. Then, the same step, this time while sitting down with a bamboo board on her lap. What stands out about Mary isn't her two-toned red and black eyeshadow or her crimson cap that matches her lipstick. It's the black gloves over her hands. Attached to the knit gloves are two shiny pieces of metal, ones you'd typically see on the bottom of tap shoes. They're her patented hand-tapping gloves she created over a decade ago to help people with mobility issues get to tap dance. Rupert wants to make sure all people get to experience the joy she's felt tap dancing, an idea reinforced by the words on the front of her t-shirt, tap dancing makes me happy. It's adaptable, it's accessible, and people haven't thought of it that way. Rupert's used her invention to start the dance troupe Tap on Tap, an all abilities ensemble. That means those who may be disabled are dancing right along with those who may not have mobility issues. Rupert says that merging has led the group to adapt. And then in some choreography, we have some tapping with hands, tap dancing hands down, and some traditional tapping on their feet. The challenge for me, and I love it. Rupert created the tap gloves Tap on Tap uses through trial and error. Hands don't work like feet. They're constructed differently, physically. So I've taken the last 15 years to figure out how to make hands and arms work in a way to recreate the traditional tap sounds that you do with your feet, because they're not the same. But eventually, she was able to make the first pair. Tap gloves have one tap over the middle three fingers and another at the base of the palm. As it turns out, the way hands work, the ball taps from a tap shoe are better than the heel taps, so I don't use any heel taps on my hand taps. Rupert's love of dance came from a rocky start. She rolled off her dad's lap at nine months old, breaking her leg. So then my parents were worried about my legs developing properly, so they put me in tap dance at two. So I gave my first performance at two and a half, and I have never stopped tapping since. She's come a long way since then, having a decades-long dance career, performing in musicals across the world, and teaching dance at Wagner College. She spent 13 years as a Radio City Rockette. The best of American entertainment for Americans overseas. The head of the program is the world-famed music hall specialty, the Rockettes. Arguably one of the most iconic tap groups in the world. Rupert remembers her time with the group fondly and says while her dance experience made learning hand tapping easier, in some ways it was still like learning the steps all over. The reason the hands are, are loud is it's a bamboo board, it's on your lap, there's space underneath. Rupert came up with the idea of tap dancing hands down over 15 years ago. Her mother was also a lifelong tap dancer. She suffered a stroke later in life and became a wheelchair user. 
I would look at her because all tap dancers, whether you're a dancer or a teacher, have tap steps going through their mind all the time. You hear music, what can I tap to? And she was still doing that, but she couldn't stand anymore. So I wanted to figure a way that she could still tap dance, and so then I decided maybe her hands. Rupert says her mother was the first person she showed her tap gloves to. Together, they experimented with the hand steps that are now used in Tap on Tap's performances. Since then, Rupert's made it her mission to make sure everyone, no matter physical ability, has access to dance. And I had one student, and we, you know, I teach them terminology and everything, and we were talking about it, and I said, was saying, do you remember what this was called? And this one woman kept knowing all the terms, and I said, wait a minute, you've tap danced. And she said, yes, before my injury, I was a tap dancer all my life through high school, so she had tears in her eyes that she could tap again. The tight-knit group incorporates all skill levels into their performances. There are three members in wheelchairs and several former Rockettes. Everyone in the company must learn to tap with their hands, so we're all equalized. Mary Kane is a member of Tap on Tap and one of those seasoned professionals. She joined the group in its infancy back in 2019. Kane says part of the group's success is owed to Rupert's leadership. Well, she's always been a leader. I mean, you know, her mom had a dance studio, so she's been, you know, teaching and choreographing, you know, since she was a, you know, teenager. And um, she's just, I don't know, she's just one of the, the nicest people I know and the kindest and the, uh, she just has a really great way with people and she make, puts people at ease and, uh, draws them in, and well, I, I just think she's a, a natural-born leader. Kane says one of her most gratifying memories with the group comes from when they went to a major trap festival over the summer. To be part of the tap festival this last July, which was really great, I think that was a big achievement, to be included in the tap community. Tap on Tap performed alongside dozens of other tap groups at Symphony Space on the Upper West Side. It's one of the few venues in New York City completely accessible to wheelchair users, according to Rupert. It was probably 20 tap companies. We were the only one with disabled dancers. And uh, here we were accepted in the tap, fully in the tap community. And these top tappers, you know, in the country were coming up to us and congratulating my wheelchair users for their tap. So this is a big step forward because we will always and want to be connected with the disability community. But we are a tap company. Rupert says performing at events like these means they're a little closer to being recognized for their group's talent rather than for its novelty. Onomatopoeia Sounds Like New York is a production of the Columbia Graduate School of Journalism. This episode was written and produced by me, Madison Colombo. Joanne Farian is our professor and executive producer. Music by Blue Dot Sessions.